Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, and of course, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales. And this is my show. Welcome to it. This show is a proud part of the Cheershot Radio Network, which can be found on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Yes, this is the self-proclaimed most random podcast on the ChairShot Radio Network, uh, where we talk about wrestling, real life, independent wrestling, uh, national wrestling, whatever it is uh, about wrestling, we talk about it, uh, as well as kind of delve a little bit in, into uh, ourselves and, and our own little personal lives, and little uh, random tidbits and fun things. So thank you so much for listening uh, to this. And yes, I said we, because I do this with my co-host, the chair shot, uh, the kingpin of the chair shot.com, the one and only Greg DeMarco. Uh, that's me. Hey. Hi. Yes. Well, and if you're watching this on video, which you can on the chair shots YouTube page, you may be saying, why do you wait? Like he's there. We know he's there. But if you're listening to this on audio, say at the chair shot.com or your favorite podcast streaming platform like Google, uh, Podbay, uh, iHeartRadio, Speaker, uh, Spotify. You don't know that he's there. So I, I you know, tr- try and give a little bit of a mystique. It's a balance. Know, bring him in. But he's here, you know. And I do recommend if you do listen to this, uh, listen through it uh, through the video because there are so many nuances to what we say and how we say it, what we're wearing, all of that, that you can only get on the video version. So if you are used to listening to this through just a podcast streaming platform, go ahead and check out the Chair Shots YouTube page and uh, take a look at these faces. You know, these are the faces that runs the places. Yes, they are. I mean, just... Just one place. I mean, well, two places, my, really. Two places. Where are the two places? Your house and my house. Yeah, okay. And you I run the show. Chairshot.com, so so that, you run this show that. and I run the chairshot.com. And so, yeah, I mean, those places. So many places. Lots yes. of places. Even so many places, you guys. Anyways. So many places. Uh, so many shit. 
Yes, even the time of COVID. Uh, before we get into tonight's topic, uh, you know, we got to do our plugs. We got to tell you something that, okay, I'm going to say I had, I had a really good week. If you didn't listen to the Babyface Heal podcast, you may not know that I correctly predicted the entire Royal Rumble pay-per-view event. I predicted all of the matches, including the two winners of the Asir's Royal Rumble. And that's going to be the topic we're going to be focusing on tonight are our two winners because there's been a huge response on social media about them. Yeah. Well, thank you. Oh, hey, Mark. I deserve it. I deserve it. I already, I no longer have the Mr. Perfect music queued up though. So I can't play that. That's fine. Cause that's really on the baby face heel podcasting, Thank um, the fish. which yes. again, yes. So if you didn't know that's that's something that they do, I've heard about it uh, because Patrick O'Dowd has, has gotten it. I don't know. Have you ever gotten a, a perfect prediction? A perfect uh, maybe. Perfect I don't prediction? even know. We, we've done it so long. I'm sure. Yeah, of course I have. Yes, yes, I absolutely have. Hundred percent, absolutely more than once. I'm more yes. than anyone else combined. Yes, me. <laughs> but I knew this was my shot. I I don't think I will ever predict a full pay per view again correctly. So I knew this was my opening. I wanted to celebrate it, so I made sure Greg had the Mister Perfect music up. Uh, so you can listen to that on uh, the Babyface Heel podcast. You can listen to all my correct predictions, too. Last week's Babyface Heel podcast is also up if you just want to, you know, just double check to make sure she's not talking out of her ass. No, I I predicted everything correctly. First and only time in yeah. history. Maybe not only, so. but first. I'm pretty sure it's only. Let's, so. let's be real here. Lightning for me does not strike twice unless it's bad things. So I'm just... You know, going to celebrate in this moment. I was telling Greg, I'm in a great mood. Things are happening. Things, great things are happening. And, uh, you know, it's all about perspective sometimes. Yeah. And you take your little victories uh, and, and correctly predicting the 2021 Royal Rumble pay-per-view is my little victory that I'm taking, putting it in and hopefully it radiates out. I think so. Uh, I feel it. I, I can sense it, you know, and, and I can't explain it. Because I don't, but yeah, I, I, I'm, <laughs> yes. Also, because he's because he doesn't care, which is which is I, exactly I, what I, I do too. You exactly said that. You said that right before. See, now you deny it because there was no recording of it as that happened. But you said you didn't care. I never said that. Yes, you have you no did. proof whatsoever. You said you didn't care. I never said that. Exactly, because there's no proof. Because I didn't you, say it. It's. Are you really fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with me? Did not say it. Well, speaking of something else that we got right, and I'll say we, because last week on the show we talked about IZW Impact Zone Wrestling, and we warned you that it was going to sell out. And guess what? It did. It sold out even before last week's Hashtag Miranda show was released. So by the time you listened to it, it sounded like a prediction well, it was a prediction to us, but it maybe sounded just like news to you that it was already sold out. But it sold out pretty much the next day after we recorded last week's episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. So, I mean, a big congratulations to you, Greg, to everyone as part of uh, IZW Impact Zone Wrestling out in Sun Studios uh, of Arizona in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, Monster 2021 is scheduled for Saturday, February 27th. 
and there are no, no more tickets available. Nope. So a month before the show, we sold it out. That is just insane. I couldn't be more excited, more proud, more happy about the way that development happened. We literally sold out. Um, so Monster 2020, we sold it out the door. Uh, so that was exciting. And we had people standing room only. Of course, that was back when you could do standing room only and just keep bringing them all in and let them all sit on top of each other. Who cares, right? Um, then NAV30, we sold out a week in advance of, of the event. And of course, that was in the midst of the pandemic. And, and we had to limit seating and change ticket prices to compensate for all that. Didn't stop anybody. And here we are, Monster 2021, a month before the show to the day. It sells out. And yeah, it's, it's, I couldn't be more excited. I couldn't be more thankful. Everybody in the IZW family, this is a testament to all their support, all the hard work of all the talent, all the staff, everybody involved. Um, Miranda's a big part of that as well. And, and um, to myself and, and, and my partner in this endeavor, just very, very excited. So proud of this and just can't wait to put the show on in, in May and uh, or in, in February. And I just want to warn you right now, because people love these couch seats. People keep talking about these couch seats. So I get a message um, maybe a week or two ago, and someone was like, yeah, I need two couch seats. And I was like, dude, they've been sold out since like December, like literally. They sold out in the first couple of weeks. But we're probably to the point now where those couch seats are going to sell out. May's couch seats are probably going to sell out on February 27th at Monster in the building because mm-hmm. uh, we do sell the tickets to the next show at the current show, something I've always believed in and I never understood why more people never did that. And we sold over half the couch seats last time. And and this time I expect to sell them all. Like if you want those premium seats, just prepare yourself now to buy them in person and and to do that there because that's probably going to be the only way you can get them. So um, if you're coming to the show, if you have a ticket, you can do that. If not, man, I don't want to tell you um, because I, cause I, unless COVID just takes this huge dip and, and they're like, yeah, you can let everybody in, then we'll open up more tickets. But as of now, it's sold out. I don't foresee us releasing any other tickets. And just thank you to everybody involved for pulling that off. And now uh, we're going to give you the best show possible on February 27th. So stay tuned to uh, com and our social media at IZWWrestlingAZ to get all the details on that. Because just because it's sold out doesn't mean we're not going to work hard. And, and in fact, we're going to work harder to make sure that keep, keeps happening. We've done it three times in a row now, and I'm not ready to stop. So more is oh, coming. Yes. And if you aren't able to attend uh, Monster 2021 in person, well, you're in luck because you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and purchase an IZW t-shirt along with a chair shot t-shirt. Um, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. There's over 25 different designs for you to choose from. And with those designs, you can choose different colors and, of course, different t-shirt styles, including the queen of soft style t-shirt, my t-shirt, and also everybody hates gray available at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. And of course, those t-shirts are available in soft style. So go ahead and treat yourself. You know, it's the beginning of the year. Still, you know, lots of time in, in 2021. And, you know, maybe you think you're saving up for holidays coming up or, you know, you're trying to make a New Year's resolution to be more mindful about money. Well, you know, you could still do that. Go ahead and take your time, save your money and go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. And those those shirts are available 24-7. You can order them at any time. And so uh, there's, again, lots of logos and designs to choose from. So 
also, uh, again, in support of IZW, if you can't attend Monster 2021 on Saturday, February 27th, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and get your very own IZW t-shirt. So, I mean, what, what are you waiting for? Go there now. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. I'm literally taking my cancer medication for everybody watching right now. Wow. That's, yeah, that's... that's How's- that's it. We saw it. That's the proof. I know. I, is, got, I got the other one. Hang on. Got the other one. Does it taste oh. funny? It's a capsule. No, you don't taste anything. Okay. Sometimes they taste, you know, different. They Sometimes some are capsules or some don't or have a coating on it. No, in fact, everyone's been asking me, I know you asked me as well, like side effects, how I'm feeling. It's like I didn't take anything. Like I feel nothing, um, which is a good thing, obviously. So yeah, yeah started that today. For everyone listening, they, they've it's on social media as well. Today's day one of the medication, and yeah, there it is. Just took it. Boom. Yeah, I, I got so excited about starting this week's show that I forgot to plug our social medias at the beginning. Um, so as Greg mentioned, he has updates on his journey, on his health and wellness journey. You can find that at Chairshot Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also follow the Chairshot at Chairshot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find me, Miranda Morales, on Instagram and Facebook at the hashtag Miranda. I am not on Instagram. I'm sorry, I'm not on uh, Twitter. So go ahead and just follow the chair shot instead at chair shot media on Twitter. Uh, but go ahead and follow us on social media. Greg, uh, you know, he'll post some updates here and there still a, a CrossFit sponsored athlete, uh, social media athlete. I mean, so even through this, you could see all of Greg's updates. You can find me and my little pretty face and my dogs on there. Uh, random quotes, animals, uh, me at shows video random ass stuff literally as random as as this show is my social media so um i, I stay pretty authentic but nothing wrong with that either that's how it should be no so. no, no nothing, nothing's wrong i also do want to plug the shirt i'm wearing today is from my good friend Derek gamble's podcast the rap and wrestling podcast uh he is the one who bought my t-shirt the queen of self style t-shirt in blue uh i believe around the, the holiday season and it looks great on him he recently wore it on one of his most recent episodes of the rap and wrestling podcast and so i gotta return the favor uh, and show him that i i'm wearing my t-shirt i ordered his t-shirt in soft style so good job derek for having your t-shirt available in soft style because it's it's a world of differences it's one of my favorite t-shirts literally to to wear so um shout out to derek gamble the rap and wrestling podcast um and and thanks for uh you know buy my t-shirt being a friend here, ripping the Rap and Wrestling podcast today. So now we're getting into tonight's main topic, which is the Royal Rumble. Uh, again, not to brag, but I predicted the whole thing. No, no did you? Know. Did you? I didn't know yes, that. Yes, I did. I hadn't heard yes. that. Yes. I, no I know idea. this is the first time you're hearing this, yeah. but I correctly Dave, predicted. It's me, I Dave. I had no idea that you, you predicted. <laughs> yes. So wait, all yes. six? Like like everything? All, all the matches? The Rumble winners? All the matches. You got it all right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, got it. All right. That's outstanding. Like unprecedented. Like literally yes. 
I, I, I just can't even. Well, now you're ruining it. Now, now you're just patronizing um, me. No, I'm not. You know, and this is my show. You can't patronize okay, me on my show. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. That's how it just worked just now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I push he's, buttons. He's a little jelly. Maybe. You know. Maybe. Because I'm pretty sure I've never actually done it. So, yeah. That's. I probably have never predicted everything right. Yeah. I more go for the big one. I more go for like those bold yeah. predictions, those crazy things. I don't know that I've ever predicted. I know I joked earlier. Of course I have. I don't, th- I probably haven't ever predicted a whole pay review. Right? Yeah. No, I, again, this is the first and, and very possibly last time. And I think the variables where you had less singles matches or, or just matches uh, and then you had the two rumbles. So in all, you only had, you know, what, seven? Six, six total matches. Six like, matches total. But the yeah, rumble is so. the rumble. Like that's the crazy thing. Like, like that's yeah. That's the you know, there's thirty people in it, and and you just never know. And and yeah, with the edge pick and and the beyond, everybody picked Bianca. I didn't think because everybody was picking Bianca, I didn't think it was going to happen. And yeah, here we are. Yeah. So tonight we're going to be talking about both of those winners and some of the response online, some of our thoughts and opinions, and even do a little predictions as to what's next for Bianca Belair and edge. So we're going to start off with the women's rumble and Bianca Belair. Like Greg said, it seems like that was the consensus was, you know, Bianca Belair was going to win. And I think it was because of the strong performance that she's had on SmackDown recently. And even the Friday before the Royal Rumble, she got a clean pin over Bailey, which at that time was, you know, a huge highlight for her. I think a lot of fans just felt like she was really ready. And even in some of the predictors of last year's Rumble, you know, she had a very, very strong performance. And you look at, you know, everybody else on the roster now, um, you know, people like Asuka's already champion, Sasha's already champion. Charlotte won it last year, which for some people, they thought she could win it again. Um, and, and then everything, everybody else, on, at least on both sides of the roster, kind of just felt like, oh, you just you just really couldn't feel any top contenders out, outside of that. And of course, there's always the NXT factor, um, which we'll talk about in a second, because it did play a pretty big role in this year's Rumble. Um, but even then, there wasn't anyone that you kind of felt would truly have a shot at at winning. I mean, you also just see the presence uh, and uh, the attention that Bianca Belair has been getting even before then that, you know, she's growing a huge fan base. The company seems to to love her. She had her own documentary on the WWE network. So the company's really investing time in her and it made just perfect sense for her to be part uh, and to win this year's rumble. When I talked about it last week on the Baby Face Heel podcast, uh, and I'll compare both Rumbles in a second, because I think like for for me, this is the first time that the women's Rumble has done what I always like to see in a Royal Rumble, and is you build a new star. All of the current or all of the previous winners have been established in some way, shape or form. You know, Asuka, Becky, Charlotte, already established. But Bianca Belair, it's still, I mean, has, uh, you know, long ways to go as far as her career. She still has so many years left. Um, But this is also the first time it felt like it was truly elevating someone to that next level. I mean, now she is going to be able to challenge for whichever belt she wants and have an opportunity to to work WrestleMania, to wrestle at WrestleMania, Um, which a year ago, we don't even think, you know, that was going to happen for her. So it's, uh, for me, a perfect utilization of the rumble uh, in elevating a new star. And it seems like the response on social media too has been that people are happy that she's won. Not only was she a pretty top, you know, a, a contender 
that many fans agreed with, but I think exactly that seeing someone new building somebody new. And now, I mean, I, I just feel like she's, she's just been everywhere and I, I think rightly deserved. So what, what are your initial thoughts on Bianca winning, winning the Royal Rumble? I agree with you about it being rightly deserved. I picked otherwise. I thought I went more kind of the storyline method and, and went with Bailey to win the Royal Rumble and, and revisit the feud with Sasha Banks. And that was my, my heel pick on the Babyface Heel podcast. Also my pick in general. Um, and, and if I had to pick another one, it probably would have been LOL Charlotte wins. Um, there's been so many Royal Rumble matches that not every single Royal Rumble match can do what you said. You, if, if every Royal Rumble match builds the next star, then that becomes too predictable and, and, and we can't, can't do that. But in this case, it works. It works for me to, to use the Royal Rumble to build that next big star. And, um, I mean, you might be able to say it did that for Asuka. She was a big star because of NXT, but at this point, that was her first title match. And, uh, of course, that was led to her first loss uh, in WWE. But, um, mm-hmm. But I think this was, was the right way to go. I think the final two were the perfect final two and, and Rhea Ripley winning would have been would have yeah. accomplished the same thing. Uh it was almost too much. Like you had the Bianca Belair documentary. She gets the clean pinfall over Bailey. Everybody was picking her. It was almost like, okay, this is too much. She's not gonna win. And she did. And yeah. and and I think this was okay. Uh, sometimes it sucks when everybody knows and it happens, but this wasn't just the fact that everyone knew Bianca was gonna win. Everyone wanted Bianca to win by far. Yes. And so mm-hmm. that victory happening and that, yeah. just played it. It, it made sense. And it, it, it it's played beautiful the when, when it happens. Cause in some ways fans feel a little bit more heard, a little bit more justified. And, and you brought up the final two with Bianca and Rhea Ripley. And that in and of itself was a bit of a surprise because you, I mean, we as fans knew you, you, t- you know, they tended to have those NXT superstars on uh, in, in the rumble. And it just felt very natural to have Rhea on there. I mean, she's kind of been away from uh, NXT for a, a few weeks now after her last match with Raquel Gonzalez, she has history with Charlotte Flair. So there was also a, a lot writing on that. And so uh, you're right. I think they could have accomplished it with either one. And I think in some ways fans would have been happy with either one, um, even if it allowed for them to retell the story between Rhea and Charlotte that I think, you know, wasn't quite executed as, as well as it could have been. And also, again, that that fan reaction of, you know, Charlotte beating Rhea Ripley and, and Rhea losing a lot of her momentum, this could have just catapulted her back to get back up there. However, if we want to use the case of last year's Royal Rumble as a case for next year's Royal Rumble, you know, Bianca Belair had an outstanding performance. And I think her and Shayna tied for the most eliminations in that Rumble. And so that was a strong predictor of her success for this year. If this year's Rumble is any predictor for Rhea next year, you know, as, and and again, this could be already her coming into Raw and SmackDown fairly soon. I mean, she may she probably won't stay in NXT for that much longer. Um, but I think in either way, I mean, she will probably have an outstanding performance next year. And again, it's hard to say in the cards um, because a whole lot can happen in one year. But if they build it right and and timing works out well, we could see her win next year. And and maybe that's also where we get that Charlotte and Rio rematch. And I wouldn't be mad at that either. And so I do like how they, it, I think it's different with the Women's Royal Rumble because it's newer where you can kind of see these nuances and see these little key indicators of, and predictors 
And it almost lets you see who they're trying to work on building. Whereas I think with the men's and and it again, the men's Royal Rumble has such a lengthy history, but it's also because it's been so up and down. It sometimes is a little bit more unpredictable, though they still have that as well. I mean, the same thing happened with Roman Reigns. Same things happened with Drew McIntyre. You know, they have a successful uh, stint one year, which kind of predicts their success the next year. But I feel like they're able to utilize that a little bit more on the women's side. Uh, and I, and I think that that will help us as fancy too, who they're drawing their attention to, um, and, and who are those next big stars. So I, I think it was a great final too. And when you can set it up like that to help elevate in this case, two stars, it's it's wonderful. It's it's a, it's a great utilization of your talent, and also um, really showing this as an opportunity for really anyone can win it. Um, but where where their eyes are at, you, that you could see in in the future of the women's roster. I agree completely. I think that that this was very well done. I think there's the the, the fact that Charlotte was the second to last one out is also a great part of it all because she won. She's kind of always been – she wasn't at the end of, of the first one because she was a reigning champion. But outside of that, she's always been there and, and always yeah. been a big part of it at the end, including winning one. She was in the final three when Becky won. And, yeah, historically, because there's only been four, it's, you know, Asuka, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and now Bianca Belair. That puts Bianca in some great company yeah. at this point. And you brought up a great point with the history that the men's Royal Rumble match has. When that thing started, I mean, it was on television. It, yeah. it was a 20 win. Hacksaw Jim Duggan wins. Hogan wins two. Then you got Flair. And the next thing you know, we've, you know, and Big John Studd wins one. And then we start, you know, then we crown a champion with, with Ric Flair. And then we start doing the number one contender deal with Yokozuna. And mm-hmm. we weren't tracking things back then like we are now. Yeah. And, and so now, so back then, there are some Rumble winners that, especially before it was for a title shot, it just didn't matter as much. Now it has so much importance. And then you add in the importance of, you know, the women's evolution started. And then it was two years later after the women, till the women got their own Royal Rumble to begin with. And now we can't imagine them not having a women's Royal Rumble match. And to me, that just shows uh, we've been able to be a part of all of it. And, you know, someone who comes into the wrestling business five years from now won't feel the same way about some of these that we do. And so we're lucky in that sense that we get to be here from the advent you know, all the way through to, to whenever we, we stop. But that's we're, we're right in the middle of it. And that's a great place to be for us as fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, another interesting fact of this, too, well, just to be see to, to see what will come of Bianca Belair. We talked a little bit about this on the Babyface Heel podcast just earlier um, about who we see uh, Bianca Belair challenging. And it was pretty unanimous. We see her challenging Sasha Banks. I mean, it just fits with her already being on SmackDown with, you know, very similar attitudes and styles when it comes to uh, what, what they kind of do in, in wrestling, but also just how they perceive themselves, the confidence and almost cockiness that they have in their capabilities. Um, I feel like Bianca Belair is, uh, and you mentioned this, one of the best pure athletes. I mean, you mentioned this last week about, you know, she came from a track and field background and jumped into professional wrestling 
in a very seamless way. And so her athleticism is, you know, through the roof where Sasha has really built her wrestling capabilities um, over the past few years and even in just her time in, in NXT. So I think she's an extremely skilled wrestler, um, but maybe not as, as athletic as Bianca Belair. However, Bianca Belair doesn't have the same years and level of experience in wrestling as Sasha Banks. So it creates a very interesting storyline and dynamic in the ring Plus, you have two very like-minded individuals about how they perceive themselves and even in the way that they talk about themselves. And so in sometimes, you know, opposites attract and you want to see completely different people in the ring. But in this case, I think you want to see similar people in the ring and see how well they're going to, to interact and work with each other. Yeah, I, the, the athlete part is really interesting to me because I've said it before and it's not a comparison that I've ever heard anybody else make. I have been comparing... Bianca Belair to Dolph Ziggler because he came in as a high-powered college athlete and, of course, turned that into the wrestling career that he did. So did Brock Lesnar, but you can't really compare Brock Lesnar. Like, he's he's the big boss at the end of every game. Like, just doesn't, doesn't work. Um, but if you look at how they perform, they're almost very similar, too, in the fact that they look at the business differently because they didn't deal with the indies. They didn't do all that, right? They learned from WWE and only WWE. Um, but, yeah, Bianca... You know, taking that and, and, and what she represents in terms of the match. Yeah. Sasha Banks is kind of the obvious choice. It does lead me to one thing because, you know, I don't want to just always say what we said on the Babyface Heel podcast. I think it's really hard to tell a story with Asuka as champion that would run from January to April because she can't talk and she can't promo. I think with Asuka, it's easier to, to develop her challenger through the Elimination Chamber and even Fastlane. Because you need wrestling matches to, to build Asuka's program because the promo is just not going to be there. Now, when she was was a heel and, and in that villain role in NXT and she was sitting by the pool and doing all the stuff she was doing there, it's a little different. But Asuka in the ring, she's just quirky and corny and, and fun. But that doesn't lend itself to long-term storytelling. So for Asuka, you need to build your challenger through wrestling matches and wins and losses. Whereas with Sasha and, and, and Bianca Belair, they can talk the hell out of this thing until April and, yeah. and still have they're, some they're interaction, gonna, physical and whatever. Do some but, great yeah, promo work. I think Sasha's promo work and her, her program with uh, Carmella has been great. Um, and, and I think it's been great for Carmella because uh, her promo work and, and this new uh, iteration of, of her, her character has been awesome and i think it's only uh, benefited from this back and forth with sasha not always in the ring but the promos back and forth so i feel like it's only going to benefit bianca and she's going to be put to the test i mean sasha's promo work is some of the best in the entire company um but i think it's also going to become very it's going to come to bianca very naturally because i feel like sasha speaks her language you know i feel like sasha speaks in and talks in uh, very similar ways and views herself as the best, you know, women's wrestler in the entire company, the same way that Bianca does. And so they're going to go back and back and forth. And it's going to be some, some of the best promo work I think that we're going to see leading up to WrestleMania. Absolutely. And it's going to get people glued there. And I do want to throw again, you said we don't always want to talk about what uh, we talked about on the baby face heel podcast. However, I threw a pretty interesting curveball that I wanted to go over a little bit more because it really didn't come to me until I said it out loud. But 
I mean, think about what we saw two years ago at WrestleMania with Charlotte being inserted into the WrestleMania main event after Becky Lynch won. Um, And eventually we had this triple threat match between Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair. I thought maybe it is possible that we get the same thing happening with that on the SmackDown side. And we have Bailey somehow be able to interject herself into that championship opportunity. And, you know, Bailey and, and Bianca Belair and Sasha go at it. I mean, you have the storyline there between Bianca and Bailey. You have storyline and history between Sasha and Bailey. And Bailey is, you know, a, a strong heel. It, it makes sense she would try to kind of warm her way in. Um, now, I, and also when you think about it too, in order to, you know, I mean, that's a, it's a pretty big jump for Bianca Belair to, Uh, be in a match in WrestleMania for the very first time for the women's championship, you know, and and really could be placed in a prestigious uh, uh, frame within the the two nights, you know, maybe it does benefit the match and all three women by adding Bailey in there. Is that something that you agree with? Or do you think it would actually hurt the match by adding Bailey? I can't say it would hurt the match. Like I can't in good conscience say that it would hurt the match, even if I was trying to be controversial. Um, Bailey's become too good of a performer and that's a lot coming from me. Everybody knows not the biggest Bailey fan. Um, Not a a Bailey fan at all. Now am. He has come around. Have come around on, on Bailey. I, the, the, the whole interjecting her as a heel is something I hadn't thought of uh, even before we were talking about it. and And I agree with that completely. The one thing I will say is, or question I will ask about that because I'm on board with it, is when it happened at WrestleMania 35, everyone assumed it was going to be Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. And and then, you know, and then Charlotte got added to the match and Becky was taken out. And they did this whole roller coaster because Becky had to win the Rumble, even though it makes more sense if Charlotte wins the Rumble. We've talked about that before. And so fans kind of had a negative reaction to Charlotte being added to the match because everyone wanted just Becky versus Ronda. If we get Sasha versus Bianca and they start that program and it goes really well, let's just make the assumption that it's going really well. And the internet's ablaze with love for the Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks program. And then Bailey interjects herself. Will that be rejected the same way that it was rejected for WrestleMania for the build to WrestleMania 35? I think it's a little, for me, it's hard to tell um, because of, I think there was this pure, rabid fan base that wanted Becky to have that match on her own. And then the way that they added Charlotte and then took Becky out, you know, I think that that whole back and forth uh, made it so that fans were very kind of just distrusting of the whole process. Um, I think by just purely adding Bailey to it, I would, I would hope that fans would see, you know, kind of the positives of it, but I do think there'd be a fan base that said, you know, no need to add Bailey that, that Bianca earned this on her own fair and square. She should get the one-on-one opportunity. So I feel like there would be fans who think it's taking away from Bianca by not having her have that one-on-one match. Other Royal Rumble winners have been put in a triple threat situation. I think the most famous of them being Chris Benoit. Um, Not that we want to talk about Chris Benoit forever, but um, yeah, it's interesting to see how that would go because I, um, 
Yeah, it would be interesting yeah. to see how how that. Now, went. It, I think it also depends on the how that match is won because I think about Randy Orton being added to you know the triple threat match that Rey Mysterio won. So if say Bailey is added, but it you know still Bianca wins, then you know oh well all is all is well because then it's almost like she faced even tougher odds to. Uh, win the championship and that was going to be kind of my next question now that we have a feeling as to which champion she's going to challenge for do we see Bianca Belair beating Sasha Banks become the new Smackdown women's champion um I mean we can put percentages to it I don't know I do I do see her winning. I feel like you made this comparison um, to, to Drew McIntyre and his build through last year's Royal Rumble and through WrestleMania. I feel like there's some similarities here in, in this with Bianca Belair. And I think that the right ending is to go ahead and crown her as a champion, especially if they go with what I want and they won't. And that's to let this match main event night one. Then you almost have to have Bianca go over and, and give people that moment. Um, but I really do think Bianca is going to be victorious in this match. I think Sasha, I think they'll trade it. I think that'll be the beginning of a feud and they'll, they'll trade it back and forth and, and we'll see what happens. But I really do think Bianca is going to walk out champion at WrestleMania. Yeah. I think a lot of what this current title ring for Sasha Banks has done is the one thing that a lot of her other title reigns haven't done. And that's, you know, have some longevity, you know, that was the big running joke is that she's never successfully defended a, a you know, a raw or, or, you know, uh, or NXT women's title match, you know, like she just had never successfully defended uh, her, her title. I think it was just raw or was it also NXT's? Um, NXT, I think she successfully defended it, but raw, yeah, okay. she didn't, she did come back and challenge NXT yeah. after she left and, and put over Bailey. Yeah. But no, I think you're right. It, it, it's, she'll have that longevity. Granted, by the time we get to WrestleMania, she's going to be pushing 200 days as champion as well. Yeah. So it's not that, you know, and, and the grand scheme of things, that's a pretty long title run in, in the modern day yeah. WWE. And you so, also have yeah. to think about on the men's side, you kind of know Roman Reigns is going to have that belt for quite some time. So, you know, to have the women's belt kind of trade off a bit or not, or maybe you keep it on Bianca for some time. Uh, it, I think it's still kind of a good, you, you kind of have to have some of those differences with your belts. If your men's belt isn't going to go anywhere, which feels like it's not right. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like it's going to go anywhere anytime soon. So um, I think even if Bianca has the belt for a short amount of time and it goes back to Sasha or maybe Bailey, um, I even think for her, it would be great because that would just be her first title reign. I don't imagine it, you know, it being her last. So um, even if her first reign is a little bit shorter, like we've seen with, with Sasha, you know, with her raw women's championships, they were all fairly short reigns. And when it got to SmackDown and she's had now more of this lengthier reign, it's really made sense for, for her and her character. So I would not be mad. If anything, I think it would be great to change that because you also want to have those big WrestleMania moments. And I mean, if her Royal Rumble win was that well-received, think about how well-received her championship win is going to be. I mean, it's just going to blow the roof off the place. There's not going to be a roof because it's outdoors. But if there was a roof, it would blow it off. It's going to blow the roof off of the little roofed portion of the pirate ship. And, yes. and that's, that's what it's going to do. You know, I like it. So WrestleMania is a stadium show. And and we've talked about, it's not, this isn't about whether or not Greg likes stadium shows. Um, this isn't, this isn't about that at all. But to me, it's, it's about the, the spectacle that WrestleMania is. And say Roman Reigns is going to win. We, we all think Roman Reigns is going to retain. 
And so say Drew McIntyre, say if you really want to change one of the world titles, say Drew McIntyre loses and it's not to a baby face. If he does a multi-man match, maybe it is. You've got to have a feel-good moment somewhere in the show with yeah. a babyface going over. And to me, that would be Bianca Belair winning that match. I also look back to WrestleMania 33, and, and um, which, of course, took place you know, at, at, in a stadium as well in Orlando. And I, it was funny because a lot of people thought that the, the SmackDown Women's Championship match was going to be on the, the kickoff show. And I said it wasn't solely because Naomi's entrance had to take place at night in the dark. Mm-hmm. And and I also picked Such Naomi to win the match. Okay. And the reason I picked Naomi to win the match was because that feel-good moment. that they, It wasn't it didn't have anything to do with the wrestling, the storylines, anything like that. They wanted to have a feel-good moment and have Naomi win that match. And it was a six-pack challenge, I believe. Um, and she won and, and it made perfect sense. And I think this is that same thing. It's the feel good moment. You've got to have that, that, that story that everybody's getting behind and people just love Bianca Belair. Someday we'll talk about her on the Babyface heel podcast. If she's better as a babyface or a heel. And, and I already know what my answer is, but people love Bianca Belair and, and where she's at right now lends itself to, you got to finish this story. And you got to mm-hmm. finish it at WrestleMania. Yeah. I don't even think she should hold it for a long time. Um, although I didn't think Kofi should hold it for a long time. And he had a great run as champion. So I was wrong about that. But I think that unless you have something really interesting you can do with her after she wins it, sometimes when the big win happens, that finishes the story. That's kind of the Daniel Bryan thing with, with WrestleMania 30. And that if that's what happens, that's fine. But I think she needs to win. And I think it needs yeah. to be that big, huge moment. Um, I was kind of bummed she didn't get the same celebration that Edge got at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. I mean, he got all the fireworks. All the fireworks. Yeah. She got a Kayla Braxton yeah. interview. I know. And I think that's, again, I look, at the end of the day, this this the Women's Rumble is only four years old. And it's never main evented. Or, or did the first one I did think the first one. Yeah. The, the first, first one, one did. I, um, I, I thought the Becky Lynch one showed up. We've talked about that. Yes. And we talked about that. You it just know, didn't because of Naya. should have. So I, I think it could have this know, year. Not, I think it could have this year to say, be honest with you. Yeah. This year, I think based on the circumstances, it didn't need to main event, but yeah, it also shows still there's some disparities between how they view the men and the women's Royal Rumble period. So it is a Plus, good transition. It's hard because even, Okay. The only NXT talent in the men's Royal Rumble match this year was Damian Priest. And mm-hmm. that was kind of his call up to main roster. The women's still had a bunch of NXT talent. Like, I'm sorry, but Santana Garrett, not going to be this big major star on the women's roster. Probably in there because someone couldn't make it. Um, and you still had a lot more legends in the women's because they had yes. to fill those spots. So the roster's mm-hmm. still not even either. Um, and so I think that plays into it as well. But I... Uh, I don't know that the match should have been the main event, but I think the moment should have been the main event, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense whatsoever. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I see what you mean. And and again, too, just kind of the differences between the celebrations. You could have had another set of fireworks or something that, that kind of equates to edges, you know, when, when as well, because it just seemed like, yeah, they really just push that edge win. And again, you know, that's their main story that they're running with though, too. You know, that is really the road to WrestleMania. I was going to say that is the segue into uh, the men's Royal Rumble where edge did win. For me, I predicted this mainly because ooh, of that. Ooh, ooh. Can, big I, can I, can I, can I play producer for a second here? 
Yes. Let's, 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 let's do the commercial before we do that. Is that okay? Uh, apparently it has to be because you're, you're already doing it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. So next, now we're going to be talking about Edge, who is your 2021 Royal Rumble winner. And uh, as, as far as what led me to this this prediction, because there was actually a lot of, you know, really good predictions out there um, from all sides. I heard, you know, Braun Strowman, um, Daniel Bryan, Big E was also mentioned, Randy Orton, because LOL Randy wins. Uh, I mean, there was a, a lot of predictions out there. Um, and But I think what made the difference maker for Edge is really his promo when he was announcing he was coming into the Rumble. Um, kind of the big ordeal that WWE made on him coming back to the Rumble last year and having to miss out time. And then when you found out that him and Randy Orton were going to be numbers one and two, it kind of set you up to know he was going to be in it for the long haul. And really a lot of the Rumble revolved around him and, and his story these uh you know uh, the beginning of the match to, you know was him and, and randy orton reigniting that feud later on um you had christian make a return and that big hug moment in the ring which you know apparently a lot of grown men cried about it i i liked it. it it got me warm and fuzzy no no tears but i think it was oh, also a great addition and almost just running through the history of edge and almost having an ally in there when you know the the whole ring was against him it just was a great kind of way to help get him through you know that that finish line or, or get him closer to that finish line and I talked about the women's Royal Rumble doing what I like, which is kind of elevating a star. But I also like what they did with Edge. And he doesn't need to be elevated. He's a Hall of Famer. You know, he's already a multi-time champion, previous Royal Rumble winner. Uh, I believe this has made him, I don't know if there's like an ulta, ultimate like mecha championship type, but he's won everything now uh, or, or has before. King of the Ring, Money in the Bank. Um. Uh, there was also every title I possible. Know. I mean, every title. No, nah, people there. seem to forget too. This is not his first Royal Rumble. Like he won the 2010 Royal Rumble, but no yes, one remembers yeah. because that match was buried no. at WrestleMania 26, <laughs> yeah. and he lost to Chris Jericho. So it's it's because it was there. Um, but yeah, it's it's Edge is a legend, and Edge is 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 just at an insane level right now. Mm-hmm. And my thought here is that they know they're only going to have edge for really a limited amount of time, you know. And so if you're going to tell this one or two last big stories with edge, now is the time to do it. 
And now is really his time to have these interactions too with wrestlers he hasn't wrestled before. I mean, all we really saw with Edge's first return was him going into the Rumble and then facing Randy Orton and being in a program with Randy Orton. And then he got injured and has been out for the rest of 2020. Now is really the time where we could see him interact with Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre and, and really kind of you know, go back and forth almost. It could be really, I mean, whereas Bianca Belair is like a very short thing. I could be okay with them teasing Edge facing either one one of these guys um, because these are newer wrestlers that he has had never had any interaction with, never faced, and a part of this newer generation. Whereas Edge feels like he's very much had to claw his way back up, um, which feels almost rare for uh, a legend and someone who's what they call not even really a part timer. Um, he's you know coming back, but then got injured. But someone of his caliber who had to fight his way back, whereas it feels like with a lot of people, you know, hey, they they just get it. They're just awarded that. So, I mean, it, it is a very interesting story to tell. And in some ways it felt like, yeah, he could have easily challenged the whoever, you know, if he didn't win the Rumble, he could have easily challenged anybody else. Just like, you know, Goldberg, who just comes in and starts challenging people out of nowhere. You know, he I mean, and with Edge, it could have just been more suited because at least Edge is more recent than Goldberg. But I do like how they really built him up in that whole entire match with him just fighting and clawing his way Um through it and you know ultimately with the last two being him and randy orton it does feel like they're always going to circle back to that or that could also be something that comes into play um towards uh as they get to to uh wrestlemania now this is the one where i hope they do not add randy orton as a a factor and make it a triple threat match. Like that is not necessary. We've already seen that story with Randy Orton. Do not. I want to see Randy do something different with somebody else. I, I think I've had enough of him and edge for, for quite some time. So, um, you know, I, 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 I go back and forth. I mean, we, we talked about this earlier. I mean, one moment I did think, yes, it's great if, if he would challenge uh, Roman Reigns because Roman is super uber heel and, you know, for him, and this would be great to really have a, a great baby face against him. But also Drew has kind of been in this role where he's, uh, you know, faced all these legends um, and, and these icons of wrestling. And to do that with Edge, you know, would also be a, a great chapter in his book. I think in both cases, he's probably going to lose, though. I don't think he will win the championship regardless of who he faces. But Edge doesn't need that. I think he can have a, a fantastic match and a great story and a great main event at, at WrestleMania. I agree. And and I, we all assumed Drew McIntyre, even when we were picking Edge in, in the weeks prior. I think everybody just assumed Drew McIntyre. Maybe because Edge has been on Raw and, and all of that. But even when he was, when I knew he was going to win the Rumble, when it became apparent during the Rumble itself, like when we actually knew, not when we predicted, but when we actually yeah. knew, I was immediately like, it's got to be Roman. Like, that's the match that we need. Yeah. I think I even said it yeah, on the Yeah. I think that's like the that's match the, they the need, match too. That, like, that's a marquee yes, match yeah. at WrestleMania. Like, no offense yeah. to Daniel Bryan, because Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan would be a hell of a program and they could tell a great story. I think Edge versus Roman Reigns is the bigger marquee match. And. Mm-hmm. And it really that's is. What's you know, you need a main event for WrestleMania. If you're not everyone said they're gonna use a billion part timers at WrestleMania, and they're really not. Like like they're not using Cena, they're not using Brock, they're not using Rock, they're not probably not using um you know, um I don't even remember Gold they'll probably use Goldberg, but it's it's you know, Edge is kind of the big part timer in mm-hmm. this match. And 
I don't know. Edge doesn't feel like a part-timer as much as some no, other No, I, I just feel like there's something different with him, and I think it's yeah. because he's been out more due to injury. I think we would have seen yeah. him more if he hadn't been injured well, for a good he portion He still signed of a contract for a limited number of appearances and matches, yeah. but I think it's also because Edge, we got cheated out of Edge's, the end of mm-hmm. Edge's career and because he had to retire due to injury. Now, he says he would have retired a year or so later. He said that before, but fast forward nine years, all of a sudden we get edge back and we're happy to get edge any way we can get them. Yes. And so I think that's why the feeling is different with edge and, and this possibility of edge and Roman in the rumble when it's okay. If edge loses, it's probably better if it doesn't have the same feeling as, as other part-timers who you think it's more about money. Um, I think with this, it feels more, it's about redemption, uh, another opportunity at life. And, And we love that. I mean, when, when Daniel Bryan came back, I mean, that that whole redemption second chance, because I feel like that's that's part of the human element of this. And again, why I think that much more of a human element to Edge's whole story about redemption and, and second chances and, you know, working his way back up, because it also is kind of the story of Edge's career. He always did, you know, work his way up through the roster and opportunity and every accolade, you know, it was a process and a journey. And so even being a hall of famer, knowing that that mindset hasn't changed, you know, so many years later for fans, it's almost a little refreshing. Whereas maybe they see differences with Brock and with Goldberg where someone just comes in and wins and that's it. So I, I just feel like the way that they're telling the story and just that perception is, is very, very different. Um, and almost like in a way to have someone of edges caliber face Roman. Cause I mean, Roman is the shit now, you know, he's the head of the table, you know, he's, he, uh, he is your tribal leader, you know, and, and it's, it's earned, but, you know, I, I do feel like he almost needs someone from a different era of wrestling to come in and kind of test that and say, do you, are, are you really the shit? Are you really all that? Let, let me see, let me test it, you know? And so I feel like that in it of itself could be an element of, of the story, but also just someone of edge who doesn't need to get to fight this hard doing that for an opportunity uh, is an awesome way to, to get to WrestleMania. Plus, and I just remember this, and this is actually why I said on the DWA podcast, the DWI podcast that I wanted edge and Roman in edges promo from last week's raw, where we learned he was going to be in the rumble and then everybody assumed he was going to win it. He said he wanted to get back what he never lost. Well, what he never lost was the World Heavyweight Championship. And even though that doesn't exist anymore, the Universal is basically the replacement for the World Heavyweight Championship. So in terms of the actual possession he's going after, it somewhat makes sense. Now, that's not that important, right? That's We're talking about WrestleMania 27 was his last match before all of this. Um, But I think that that's, uh, you know, that's kind of what gave me the idea. But really, just from a storytelling, from a match standpoint, from everything, this is the match. This is the match that they got to do. And if they don't, I think Edge versus Drew would fall a little flatter than Edge versus Roman. And for Edge, I think it's the best match too, just for all parties involved, except Drew. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it's different when you have a clear babyface heel 
match compared to a baby face, baby face match. And Drew really needs to have clear heels because I feel like that's going to help build him. Now, I, I know it's a little different because he just beat Bill Goldberg and there's been an element to, um, you know, his career where he's really been facing some some legends uh, and kind of been getting the rub from there. But I also think that what's lended itself real well to Roman being very clear cut you know, at least in the in the eyes of, of fans and, and the way that he's projected as a heel, you know, Drew really needs that as a baby face. And so he needs a challenger that's going to test that. And so maybe it is Randy Orton. And, you know, I wouldn't be mad at that if they revisited again, um, because I do feel like at least Randy adds some edge to, I guess, you know, pun, a little pun intended, uh, to, uh, to, Drew McIntyre's character because he has to approach Randy Orton in a different way than say a Goldberg or a Braun, you know, Braun Strowman. Maybe they're setting, you know, Braun back up too. I don't know. I guess he will. He showed up on SmackDown. So I don't know, but you never know. You could do whatever. You never, you never, you never know. So, I mean, he went back to raw after leaving after Russell, you know, like, He's bounced back and forth yeah. more than, than Big Show turns babyface and heel. Maybe it's Big Show. Yeah. God, I hope it's not Big Show. Um, I didn't you already, you already did that last year, WrestleMania. That was the whole Big Show stupid thing where he came out after the match and challenged him. And we saw it on Raw the next night or whatever. No one remembers. And they probably want us. They'd probably rather we yeah. forgot about it, that it happened. But I remembered. Um, I, I stick with my prediction that Drew's going to be in a multi man match. I think he's going to get Sheamus. Keith Lee, who will be fine by then. He, you know, everyone's like, why wasn't he in the Rumble? Well, he lives with a woman who has COVID. So there you go. It's going to be kind of hard to put him in the Rumble. And AJ Styles. I think those are the people that Drew will face at WrestleMania. Sheamus, Keith Lee, and AJ Styles. Multi-man match. I would actually prefer that it just be Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles yes. at WrestleMania. I think that could give Drew that edge that we were talking about, that we've talked about on Babyface Yo, that Patrick and I talked about on Chair Shot Radio. I think that AJ is the right kind of opponent that could do that with the almost involvement. I think that's good as well. Um, I really do think that that could be an entertaining match. And I also think that AJ Styles deserves that match as well. Um, but they have a lot of options. If, if they go with Edge and Roman, they have a lot of options for Drew. I, I, I agree. I do really want to see AJ versus Drew. I feel like having um, now AJ be very pure, you know, clean cut heel, that that's going to be a really good dynamic. But I also could see, I mean, Sheamus just turned on Drew McIntyre as well, but maybe that's the story they're telling to get to WrestleMania. I, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, maybe we'll see what happens in the elimination chamber because that usually helps set up, like you said, the same thing on the raw women's side um, will happen for the men's, yeah. you know, um, I think it would be different for Drew because he hasn't been in a title defense in a multi-man match before and uh, or in, in this, you know, current state uh, yeah. as, as champion um, in this format, as far as a big pay-per-view like this. So I think, you know, it, it will be different and we even, kind of teased the thought about him possibly losing the title to gain it back. So that way he could finally have his WrestleMania moment in front of all right. the live crowd, you know, doesn't seem like that that may happen at this point if he hadn't lost it yet, but who knows what I happens. mean, he could lose, uh, he, you know, maybe styles wins the chamber and, and that's how we, that's how we get there. There's a lot of possibilities. And yeah, I, I think what you said of, is there, there's a lot of, you know, I talked about those moments at WrestleMania and there's, there's a lot of credence to having drew, win the title again at WrestleMania in front of fans. Mm -hmm. Like you just said, I think you yeah. bring up a great point. One that 
I think we can easily dismiss because it seems kind of silly to do it again, only because there's fans this time. But I don't think WWE would dismiss it as quickly as we would dismiss it. I think it's a very big possibility. Mm -hmm. So there you have it, your two Royal Rumble winners for the 2021 Royal Rumble, Bianca Belair and Edge which again, I correctly predicted. So yes, just, you did. just putting it out there, you know, sometimes there's years that we all have very special Royal Rumbles in our hearts. 2019, you know, being there live 2021 for being the first time I've ever predicted correctly. So who, who knows, but it, you know what? I think in both lanes, it leads to very interesting stories to be told in, to the road to WrestleMania, especially in a time where, again, we're still impacted by COVID. So you're not having live audiences um, in, in shows. Um, the storytelling is just going to be built differently for, you know, uh, shows without a, a crowd. Um, but I think overall, two really solid decisions, two solid choices, Um in some of the most challenging times in all of pro wrestling um, that they were able to put together two strong, of course, Royal Rumble matches and two great winners. So, you know, we're going to continue to talk about this as we head to the road to WrestleMania. So make sure you stay tuned to the hashtag Miranda show for more of our thoughts. But that's it for this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. A uh, big thank you to my co-host, Greg DeMarco. Don't forget to follow him on social media, at ChairShotGreg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can follow chair, thechairshot.com, of course, at thechairshot.com, but also on social media, uh, at ChairShot, uh, I'm sorry, at uh, ChairShot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And me, Miranda Morales. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the hashtag Miranda. Hashtag is spelled out. And make sure you visit thechairshot.com in order to see all of the previous episodes of the hashtag Miranda show. Also, the same thing with the Babyface Heel podcast, which we mentioned. That shows myself, Greg, and Patrick O'Dowd. Lots of other great podcasts on the Chairshot Radio Network, uh, which are also available through your favorite podcast streaming platform, Google, Spotify, iTunes, Podbay, uh, Speaker and probably even more uh, that I forget. iHeartRadio, all of that, it's available there. And again, this is available on video, so you can check this out on the ChairShot's YouTube page so you can see all these lovely faces uh, and, and, you know, watch us as we say dumb stuff because that's that's what we do this for. Nothing sounds more fun than that. I mean, really. Yes. They missed out on the dog earlier because I I didn't press enough buttons, but yeah. Yes, yes. Always good. And don't forget ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot there. You can get your own impact zone wrestling shirts, IZW and your chair shot t-shirt. So go ahead and visit there. So we'll do this again another time. So make sure you come back. Uh, And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, I'm always so appreciative uh, of those who listen and watch this show because it it means a lot as you know, I I work with Greg to put this every week. These are just my thoughts and opinions of pro wrestling, but it's something that I love to do. I love to watch. So thank you for the opportunity uh, to share all of that with you. So for Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Don't forget to always keep it soft style.
you fucking with me? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.